The following is a Secure Foundation broadcast. If you do not have the proper security clearance to listen to this broadcast, please turn off your listening device now and turn yourself in to the police. Our personnel will take it from there. Commencing playback of deadly auditory cognito hazard in 3, 2, 1. One topic at a time. I'm your co-host David. I'm your co-host Oren. And, and today we're talking about yeah. uh, Doctor Wondertainment, uh, one of the other groups of interest. Groups and/or persons of interest, but they're sort of with groups because, unlike most persons of interest, they have things about them. They're relevant. <laughs> All right? Are wouldn't the persons of interest also be irrelevant since they're persons of interest? Well, yeah, but they don't have as much things. Like mo- mostly because people don't do them as much mm. they're just kind of there yeah, i don't actually okay. know if there's a link to them that might be why <laughs> uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well considering we're now what how many episodes into 13 oh into the groups of episodes into the groups of interest we probably i should have gotten this no the idea to begin with but we didn't so yeah dr entertainment that's a thing that you, we're doing they're a person potentially or maybe a group Mm-hmm. Maybe they look like Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny Depp one. That one's creepy, man. Yeah. Like, he, he did really good. He's so pale in that. Like, <laughs> physically white. <laughs> really, though. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the website okay. has turned a different color, and I've forgotten what it looks like normally at this point. Yeah, it's like all pink, and that's not pink, that's purple. Purpley and yeah. wh- yellow. Yellow and, and, and gray bright. and white and things. And like kind of just that that kind of aesthetic. It's it's just it's just different. It looks happy. Doctor Wondertainment um, exclamation point at the top of the screen. I did a teeth yeah. whistle. <laughs> yeah, if if you go to the center of the hub, um, there's a big like thing that looks like it's on like a ticket or whatever, and it says Doctor Wondertainment. Underneath is a poem, which reads, uh, if you click on the little purple bit, it falls. It has the full poem. It says, Sometimes you'll wake up and you'll feel sad. You look outside and the weather is bad. You'll comb your hair, you'll brush your teeth, you smell the air, and you'll stress eat a feast. You'll slip on your shirt and your shoes and your bags, you'll go through the door, and you sigh, and you sag. You'll keep your head down and the world will look dark, but you might bump your head and look up with a start. There's a doctor, you'll say, dressed in colors so bright, and they're standing so tall, and so strong in their might, but they're soft and they're kind, and they'll take you by hand, and they'll whisk you away to a much better land. Filled with the coasters and fire and glamour and rides, filled with ice cream and cookies and hot dogs and pies. And you'll see great performers that climb onto stages. Halls filled with gadgets, great masters and pages. You'll be pulled right out of your usual lays. You'll shudder and twitch, and you'll stand so amazed. How did I never know of this, you'll ponder? This world's so filled with amazement and wonder? The doctor leans down, wraps their arm around. When they open their mouth, out comes wondrous sound. It's nowhere, new silly. It is where you are. You need a break from the glum and subpar. In the back of your room, in the back of your head. In the pages of fantasy books that you read. The world is so cluttered with sadness and waste, and it grinds till your brain is a soft, mushy paste. When you need it happy, to get your hands clapping. When you need some presents and neon pink wrapping. You just close your eyes, you think of balloons, you think of big, bubbly, kind, squishy goons. When your world is down and you're needing escape, knowing your head is a wonderful place. Yay! 
super super fun cheery. times all i could think of was legitimately fun times time. yeah. not the normal fake fun times that are scary <laughs> associated with this yeah but it, this it, website that feels sort of like that whole thing felt like use your imagination and the fun will never end yeah <laughs> okay that's uh, do you want to read the um the little what is dr wondertainment bit yeah, well, welcome to the Dr. Wondertainment Hub. It says in yellow, underlined, bolded text on a purple background. Then underneath that it says, what is Dr. Wondertainment? Bolded purple text on a, a pastel yellow background with a question mark. Wonder t- this is in black, small text. Not we underlined don't need to, or bolded. We don't need to or... know the layout of the fucking website. Sorry. All right. We're going to get granular this episode. No, we're not. Describe it specifically. Okay, oh, so please, pixel God, number no. 5,472 is black uh the how do i hang up the call <laughs> you know okay don't do that though please um <laughs> okay okay wondertainment is a manufacturer of anomalous slash magical children's toys wondertainment finds its roots very early in the site's history all the way back to super paper in series one which is one of the ones that we will hopefully read today since then it has evolved to fit some very key concepts here are four basically key concepts Wondertainment is a capitalist construct. <laughs> That's okay. Wondertainment. At least they're honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wondertainment makes children's toys. Yeah. Wondertainment is childish and playful. And then the last bullet point in the list is whether or not the previous bullet point is a facade is up for debate. So there could be that little creepy bit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, Dr. Wondertainment may be a company, it may be an individual, it may be an individual that runs a company. Most important, however, is that Dr. Wondertainment is magical and they make toys. Whether they be toys that aren't exactly safe or toys that are beyond everything a kid could ever imagine or want. I believe, actually, wait, was Fidget Winners Wondertainment? They might have been. I don't, I thought that was just Marshall, Carter, and Dark, but Well, they bought, they got them and sold them to the circus. Yeah, I don't remember. Whatever. The very basics of Wondertainment is that they make toys. Interpretations range from being warm-hearted and kind, which is a link that we're not going to click, to either straight-up terrible, another link, or more than a little misguided, another link. However their intentions slash grasp on the world is perceived, they are unarguably tied to children and childlike behaviors. So, how does one write Dr. Wondertainment? Well, trust me, I know this is going to sound stupid, but have fun with it. Yes, you should have fun writing anything, because then what's the point? Specifically with Wondertainment, though, I believe the primary way to write it well is to not worry about logic. If you're going to write a Wondertainment toy, it has to be fucking fun. Make your reader want that toy. If you're going to write a tale, make it over the top. Put a shit ton of corgis in it. Make no te- their speech text comic sans. That's not in it? I just remember seeing that. Make there be a dictator that rules over candy. Even when it gets dark, hide it beneath a veneer of fun. That's a link, too. When whimsy goes wrong, it's still whimsy. And Dr. Wondertainment is 100% whimsy to its core. That's what Wondertainment is all about. If you're an aspiring Dr. Wondertainment writer, your main job is to go nuts, kid. And it ends. Yeah. Yeah, just it, underneath that, it has a little thing of how to add the little uh, website thing to it in your code. Which is really technical, and quite honestly, I don't care. So. Module CSS import URL. Module. It's fun. It's fun just a CSS module that I don't understand. I don't either. I understand <laughs> a little bit, like whatever. 
anyway, there's three sections below this. There's fairy tales, which are tales. There's chapter yeah. books, which are collections of tales. There's four of those, Adventures in Capitalism Hub, Tales of Mr. Collector, The Cool War, and The Venda Friend Hub. Then there's toys, <laughs> which are just... Mainly SCPs. They're just, they are the skips. Okay. Skeeps. Website okay. went colors. Yep, alright. There's a <laughs> lot of tales and stuff. Yeah, I, I noticed that there And there's a is. lot of skips, too. This is a popular one for good reason. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> fun. Yes, sir. Oh, my headphones fell off. That's not okay. I can Sorry. hear again. We're gonna take a second. Uh, this, I'm really tired, and Soren, quite honestly, you sound pretty tired as well. So like, I am past tired. Whatever. I'm sorry. Past tired to awake again. <sighs> You're so tired that you just can't sleep. No, it's not that. It's that it, you know how if you like are operating on three hours of sleep, you're more awake than on five. Yeah, it, I'm not that right now. Ah. Just in just in general, not even today. Just in general, that's kind of been my entire weekend, <laughs> including today. So, uh, anyways, um, I'm gonna pretend like I'm energetic and super happy about things. Um, the next one that the first one, uh, not even the next one, the first one that we're reading, um, is I think I think it's a is it a tale? What this is, is what a actually tale. Is it? It's it called is a tale. Total Recall. Yeah, um, I know nothing about it. Uh, I don't know what Total Recall is, it. by the way. We shouldn't mention this. We would make some clever, relevant jokes, but we barely know that it's a yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I looked it up, and apparently it's like a, a movie about this dude that came out in 2012. It's about this guy who was, like, sick about his usual life. So he went to, like, some psychology dude, and he gave him a bunch of drugs, and now he's, like, some trippy CIA agent. And then there's, like, a revolution or rebellion for those words, and he has to kill somebody. I don't know, man. That doesn't Again. have anything to do with the tale, though. That's a pun. The tale's name is a pun. Every time oh, okay. I look at my task bar, I see my bookmark for Oh, you know why? Mod. You know why I I keep thinking, I, I, why I recognize this? Because I play Overwatch too much, and that's one of Tracer's abilities. Ah, which also probably referenced that. Why is that, is that movie a thing? I don't think so. What? Uh... I don't know. That's besides the point. We're gonna actually like shut the fuck up and read it now. Um, I, I can go ahead and, and yeah. Read this I read one this. It doesn't have anything to do with what that movie seems to be about. Okay. Yeah. So again, Total Recall. Total Background. Recall. <laughs> Background. At two o one thirty four on five thirteen two thousand redacted, uh, a suspected Doctor One entertainment item was discovered outside site blank. Agents were sent to retrieve it. The object appeared to be a mattress with various childlike designs and an attachment document. Wowee, you're certainly lucky. You've just gotten yourself a super bouncy mattress, exclusively from Dr. Tainment, restricted. With this amazing product, you can bounce sky high, and don't worry about the ceiling. With this amazing product, Dr. Wondertainment, restricted, can bring you the best slumber party toy you'll ever find. Get your friends together and have a blast on the super bouncy mattress, trademark. When any human being jumping began, whenever, ugh, when any human began jumping on the object, they would be propelled upwards at heights in defiance of physical laws, and would not be injured upon impact with the object. An unidentified force prevented subjects from being propelled outside the space of the mattress, causing subjects to always fall back onto the mattress. Subjects would phase through any objects while being propelled, except each other. The objects were classified as safe and placed in containment locker 1563F. On 605-2000-blank, site director Timonson received this letter in his inbox. Dear Dr. Entertainment Restricted Customer, 
We hope you're enjoying all our all of our amazing products. Unfortunately, it's come to our attention that one of our items, the Super Bouncy Mattress trademark, has a defect. We ask that you return your addition of the Super Bouncy Mattress trademark to Doctor One Entertainment headquarters at Redacted. We will repair the defect and return it to you as soon as possible. Thank you for your time, Doctor One Entertainment. Restricted. I'm gonna stop reading the restricted because that's just gonna <laughs> get repetitive. Registered, I think even. It doesn't matter. Um, it's whatever. Site, site director Timmonson opted to not return the object. Investigation of the object showed no signs of defect. Agents were sent to investigate the area described by the document. For full information on the results of the investigation, see document W-17. On 06-21-2000 blank, site director Timmonson received this letter in his inbox. Uh, and it actually looks like the exact same... It is. Um, letter that they sent before. Site director Timmonson opted once again to not return to the object. Regular testing continued, as well as several unusual tests in order to detect the supposed defect. On 07 slash 02 slash 2000 blank, site director Timmonson received this letter in his inbox, and it's again the same one. Um, oh, wait, no, it's not. Uh, records indicate that you have yet to return your super bouncy, super bouncy mattress to trademark. It's extremely important that you return it at once. Be reassured you will get a new super bouncy mattress back. Your haste in this is appreciated as cooperation from every party is necessary in order to keep things safe and fun for everyone. Sincerely, Dr. One Entertainment. After consulting with the O5 Council, Site Director Timmonson concluded that it would be in violation of Foundation policy to surrender an anomalous object. Testing of the object has continued. On 07-10-2000 blank, Dr. Er, Director Timmonson received this letter in his inbox. Unlike the previous letters, this document had been handwritten. Dr. Tim, dear Mr. Timmonson, we at Doctor, uh, uh, I'm sorry. We at One Entertainment have asked you time and time again to return your mattress. Once again, we request that you please return it. You are the only person that has failed to do so, and as such, we conclude that you obviously has no cause to do so. Since we refuse to return the mattress, this is a disclaimer stating that the One Entertainment claims no responsibility over any damage to property, injury, or loss of life caused by the defect that you have been repeatedly warned about. You have brought this upon yourself. Sincerely, Dr. Wondertainment. And this is the only time where it doesn't actually have like a restricted sign or registered or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's actually... So maybe it's actually written by the Dr. Wondertainment instead of the company this time. Yeah. Is what it's supposed to mean. Mm -hmm. uh, Director Timmonson refused to return the object. Incident point, blank, 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 F. SCP involved, SCP dash uh, redacted. Personnel involved, 163 personnel involved. For full list, see document redacted dash E. Date 07 slash 17 slash 20 redacted, um, or 2000 redacted. Location, site redacted. Description. During routine testing of SCP redacted, a spring broke free of the object. Due to its anomalous properties, the spring proceeded to bounce off, the, off of the ground beneath the site, constantly accelerating. The spring was able to pass through walls, ceilings, and other obstructing objects, presumably due to its design instead, of, instead accelerated through humans, typically shredding a 25-centimeter hole through several major organs due to its vertical orientation. Yep. Its state of constant acceleration causes to bounce through, throughout site uh, redacted several times. The spring was finally arrested when it came into contact with SCP redacted. Addendum. Casualties numbered 155, approximately half the site staffling, with 62 personnel permanently injured and 93 personnel dead. SCP Redacted has been reclassified as a Euclid and placed in a specialized containment locker at Site Redacted. Protocol Wonder Alpha was put in place in order to deal with their future recall of Dr. Wondertainment products. So that's why it's called Total Recall, because they were trying to get it all back. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. God. Yeah. So this big bouncy mattress, spring broke free, killed a bunch of people. Because it's too bouncy. 
too bouncy, extra bouncy. I think there's one bounce ball, like there's a bouncy ball that bounces. Like if you drop it, it'll bounce to 110% of the bounce. And they had to stop it by putting it, by getting it caught in ballistics gel or something. <laughs> hey. Wow, so, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, remember what number that is. All right. Uh, the next one that we have is an SCP. It's SCP-2855. Do you want to yeah, go ahead and read this it? This is one of the... Yeah, I can do this. This is one of the little misters. Uh, let me see which one this is. This is... Oh, yeah, this is Mr. Money. If you know the story of the little misters, I'll, if you don't, I'll explain it in a bit. But basically, there are a series of things that are all connected that are like a series of action figures, except they're actual people. <laughs> okay. That do strange things. So this is 2855, Mr. Money. Object class Euclid, special containment procedures, SCP-2855 is to be held within a standard humanoid containment chamber within Hall blank of site blank, which all little mist destined to like the Hall of Misters, which they're all at. The current dash one is not subjected to any containment procedures for security reasons. The current identity of dash one is, restric is restricted to personnel level four and above. I'm reading wonderfully today. Description 2855 is a male humanoid of Hispanic descent. The words Mr. Money from Little Misters registered by Dr. Wondertainment are tattooed on the back of 855's neck. 855 is anomalously affected by business transactions made regarding its ownership. The current owner of 2855, designated Dash 1, may engage in a written agreement depicting a transfer of ownership of the SCP to another willing human in exchange for some amount of physical currency possessed by the purchasing party. Once this agreement is confirmed with signatures of both parties, 2855 will be instantly, instantaneously teleported to the location specified in the written agreement or to the recipient's vicinity if no location was specified. As well, the agreed currency will be instantaneously transferred from the purchasing party's holdings to the specified location or dash one's vicinity if no location was specified. With the transaction completed, the purchasing party may be designated dash one as the previous dash one ceases to be the owner of 2855. This process will only occur if the written agreement contains signatures of both parties and specifies an amount of currency to be exchanged. No non-monetary exchanges are possible. 2855 is believed to adapt to the wishes and preconceptions the purchasing party may have about its abilities, with such changes appearing when 2855 reappears in the new Dash 1 instance's possession. Typically, 2855 will conform to any definitions or claims of its abilities provided in, in the written agreement that prompts its transfer. The limits to this adaptive ability are currently unclear if they exist at all. 2855 was recovered on 21-04-2007 from the holdings of Marshall Carter and Dark LLP, from in which it had been intentionally and repeatedly exchanged between certain Marshall Carter and Dark staff in order to test the capabilities and uses of the adaptation abilities. The SCP was acquired by an undercover Foundation agent posing as the intended recipient of 2855 during one such exchange. 2855 was subsequently transferred to Foundation custody. 2855 is currently believed to be in cooperation with Foundation interests. Due to the risk of this SCP being captured by outside interests in the processes of exchange, no further tests of the adaptive abilities are authorized. And there's a recovered document, the addendum. This is on all of them. Upon recovery, it was found to have the following document in its position. Wow! You've just found yourself your very own little mister. A limited edition collection from Dr. Wondertainment. Find them all and become Mr. Collector with two exclamation points. Then there's 20 of them. Hey. <laughs> Ooh. What? No, it's just a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's 20 of them, and there's a check next to Mr. Money. Then prior to the recovery, there was correspondences. 
for Mario oh, Kart in Dark. Yeah, you can there's a check. Them. There's a check to whatever one you're on. Uh, yes, I know that. Okay, I'm watching. Oh, you me. should read that too. That's, that's one of one of them is named Mister Headless. Um, yeah, there's also Mister Fish, who is just a man with a fish head, and Mister Life and Mister Death. I believe there's a people that only one of them could be alive at the same time. Oh no no no, <sighs> it's just a person who in basically undergoes the entire human life cycle within within a 75 minute time frame oh my god that sounds horrible mm-hmm. like jesus christ okay that's be well <laughs> that sounds even worse okay uh you said you wanted me to read the addendum oh yeah it's sure okay Sorry, addendum 285 you're fine addendum 2855-2 intercepted m m Marshall Carter and Dark Memo Correspondence. Prior to recovery of 2855 from Marshall Carter and Dark LLC, several correspondences were intercepted, revealing the existence and status of 2855 to the Foundation. Due to anonymetic cor- oh god, counter-espionage methods utilized by MCND, the vast majority of these documents have since been rendered unreadable or, not, or unknowable. The only document able to be recovered by uh, retromimetic retrieval may be found below. Memo 23, WQ2B3 slash XNGSZ slash EOY5J. Sender, Michael Lothor. Recipient, Peyton Agapios. Judgment is in. Your assumption, imprudent as it may have been, has proven to hold some water. On the physical level, the item is one as, is as one would expect. Those experienced with his handiwork have judged the persistent surgical modifications, scant as they may be, to exhibit a quality evident of his earlier work. Considering the complexity of the invisible aspects, this conclusion may raise some eyebrows. A cursory examination of the item's transpositioning lattices reveals that they are of high quality. Not only that, but the activation mechanism of the distortions is not, as you assume, rudimentary application of a dynamic G's by its creator. Instead, the lattice re- responds almost spontaneously and anomalously to the creation of mundane binding information uh, about the item. But currently, these properties are not hacked on, applied to a, a body by inexperienced hands for the purposes of creating a workable item. They are inherent to the body itself. The most skilled of toy makers cannot implement this so seamlessly. The, impact, the item continues to vex when thoroughly studied. The modifications of the item are, in fact, tw- twice applied, the most significantly layer being that described above, with the second layer being a mostly redundant and significantly more crude work. To our experts, the second layer's quality would be typical for production of this era. So why would the creator attempt to overwrite and extend a super superior layer with redundancy? Why did an inherent layer exist in the first place? Ideally, the answers will become more apparent after the next tra- text, test transfer is completed. Until then, I trust you'll keep your speculation to yourself. Um, and then addendum 2855-3, uh, interview 1. Um, do you want to go back and forth? you want to alternate? Oh, sure. Okay, I'll do Dr. Latimer. You can do 2855. So, forward. Interview was conducted following initial recovery. Begin log. Dr. Latimer enters the interview room. 2855 is seated in the subject chair, arms chained to the table in front of it. Dr. Latimer sits down opposite SCP-2855. Hello, SCP-2855. Hi, miss. You can call me Mr. Money. I'm Dr. Latimer, and I'll be conducting this interview. I'd first like to ask a few questions about your accommodations. How have you found them? It's been getting better. I have a feeling I'll learn to love it. I'm glad to hear that. With the transfer from the other organization, are you disoriented? Being moved around so suddenly, no warning? Being moved is just part of the game. You could say this has been a long time coming. 
You weren't surprised to be in such a different setting, surrounded by unfamiliar people? It's- I'm not- you- oof. I'm not used to waking up around familiar people. Every time it's something new. It always changes. And you change with it? It comes with the territory. And what is your territory? Your purpose? My person- my- bleh. <laughs> Words are hard. Yes. My mm-hmm. purpose is wherever I'm getting. I've never spoken with him. You know, him. But I like to think, from my point of view, he had lofty ambitions. What kind of ambitions? I think that part of me was born mostly from frustration, for the idea that you can just lie and get everything in the world. Not to say there's anything wrong with that, with lies I mean, but a child deserves truth, right? So the doctor makes his moves, and with me, you get what you pay for. Some fulfillment of a capitalist dream? Or rebellion. Satire? Is that satire? I don't think it is. Please continue. But I mean, I like being wanted, knowing I work. There was always some magic to the early times. Please, tell me about those times. When I first started out, there was always this... My first owner, she was just a little girl. Her name was Annabeth. She traded you away? Yeah, but that's just me. It's what I'm for. The good times where I just drift around, hiding in tree houses, meeting new people. Sometimes I look completely different. Sometimes they couldn't even see me at all. What ended it? Well, adults seemed to take issue with me around their children. A couple of witnesses, and then I'm gone. And I'd never had a child for a patron again. But you had others. Not that many before they came. Marshall, Carter, and Dark. Marshall, Carter, Dark. They catch on quick, huh? You won't have to deal with them anymore. Or be dealt by them, I suppose. And they tested you? You could call it that. Transferred me back and forth trying, well, anything. I became other people. Once I was two people. Or I became incredibly persuasive. Or maybe I started vomiting gemstones. To find your limits. Something like that. I don't know if they ever did. How did it feel, changing so often? You know, like, hangovers. I've never had one, but I've seen them. You know something happened, and now you're different. But you can't tell what's changed or how long you've been out. Then there's this period of oblivion, and you're back. Different. Is it painful? I think, by definition, it'd be painless. Absence of pain. Absence of anything, really. Just not being instead of being. SAP-2855 appears pensive for several seconds. I think that will be enough for today. If anything is needed of you, I will let you know. I trust you. I know I'm in good hands. Okay, so that was kind of like a cool little perspective on on um, you know, what happened with that. Um, I'll read the transfer log, and then there's another uh, interview between, um, between Dr. Latimer and uh, 2855 again. So yeah, so for the transfer log... It says, upon initial recovery by Agent Nolan, 2855 was transferred to Site Director Dizakin under a minimal contract that specified that 2855 would not be dangerous, while at the same time specifying that its base anomalies would remain unaltered to ensure that its abilities would not be lost during a botch transfer. Several weeks after the first interview was performed, an additional transfer was authorized. 2855 was transferred from Site Director Dizakin to 05-4 under the stipulation that 2855 would be completely cooperative and obedient to all Foundation interests and possess an accurate and complete memory of all transfers performed on it. Once the transfer occurred, the alterations of 2855 manifested successfully, and 2855 was instructed to write a summary of each historical transfer of its ownership for cross-reference. Upon review, 2855's claims in the first interview have been verified to be accurate. So again, there's another interview between Latimer and, and 2855, and we'll just be the same people. Forward, 
Interview was conducted following review of the list to investigate the implications of a transfer performed on December 16th, 1996. Begin log. SCP-2855 is seated in the subject chair, hands folded in a lap, cuffed together. Dr. Latimer enters and sits in the interviewer chair. Hi, doctor. It's so nice to see you again. Hello, SCP-2855. I need to ask you some more questions. What can I help you with? I wanted to talk about a transfer, performed on December 16th, 1996. Oh. From Jason Eman to Aline Yates. They were children, yes? Five and seven years old. They were so sweet. And you were pitched, Mr. Money, my best friend who can do anything. Yes, that, that's definitely what he said. You said you didn't know the limits of your abilities. Answer truthfully. Do you? I don't know the limits in the sense that I don't think there are any. What happened with Elaine? What did you do? May I tell a bit of a story? Proceed. I always thought there was something bitterly ironic about Wondertainment, about, well, any of these enterprises, because as a kid, you're constantly changing. Everything is new and beautiful. It's all so dynamic. But if you ever, you ever have kids, you never want them to change. You want stasis, but they, they just keep moving forward. It's part of what makes childhood so precious. And Wondertainment, it's it's a monument to that change, to that development. But that can't work forever. A monument to change can never stay static. There has to be rules. There has to be an order to things. I had a chance. A chance to make things work. I could... I could protect what Wondertainment stood for. Everywhere, at all times. I could keep them safe, lend a helping hand for greater good. I had the forever between being and not being to make my mark. I reached back, back to my origin, and it was just it was just effortless, like wading through solid glass. Wondertainment didn't make me perfect. I did. What he tried to do, I already had. I always was. I always will be. I made myself whole. And my brothers, my sister, that's the little misters, there's only one girl. I saw them, and I know they'll be okay, because I helped them. I was always there with them. I always will be. Why did you go back? Why did you... Well, why didn't you free yourself? Because now I'm here. I saw it all. This is where the train ends. It's what I was supposed to do. And now I belong. You belong? I belong here. I believe in the Foundation, Doctor. I believe in all of us. I think I understand. That will be all for today. Thanks. Take care, please. I will. End log. End log. So he's a cool little, cool little boy. <laughs> yep. Believer so, in the foundation. Yeah. So what? I, I guess there or are if like he different. Omnipotent. E. I guess spooky. <laughs> yeah. So I guess those are all like different. He's one of like a bunch of different versions of them. Yeah, like the Mister Fish and Mister Moon, whose facial features change based on the cycles of the moon. <laughs> As in, sometimes he just doesn't have eyes. Oh. Oh, oh god, that's kind of creepy. Actually, it's just a flat face. <laughs> um, and we actually—you found a tail. That's actually yeah. Most um, of them have tails the to go with them. This is a short one, mm-hmm. so we can do things. Do you want to read it? Sure. Yeah, so Hi this there. one is this the... one is about Mister Money, by the way. Yeah, this is in Tales of Mister Collector. Hi there, my name is Mister Money. Don't worry, I just need somebody to talk to. Seeing as it's just you and me on this bus, it might as well be you. I talked to the driver, but there's a sign right there saying not to. See? Do not disturb the driver. I wouldn't do that, seeing as though the bus might crash and then I'd have to walk all that way. You ever walk in rain like this? Let me tell you, it's freezing. 
so I'm just going to sit here and talk to you. You. Oh, come on, don't move. I'm just being friendly. Here, take this. See, we're pals now, right? Yes, it's a diamond. Yes, it's real. You see, pal, I know how friendship works. You hearing me? What's your name, anyway? Well, hello, Dave. It's nice to meet a smart fellow like yourself. I usually hang around with this group. Uh, you would not believe. They don't understand how friendship works. No, they did not. Not like you, Dave. I gave them dollars and dimes and fucking diamonds. And all they did is call me a snob. Me, can you believe that, Dave? Have another diamond. You're a good friend and you look like you could use it. <laughs> Seriously, though. Me? A snob? It's not easy to get all this cash, believe me. Puking out the bills is fine. They come out easy. Even coins are no big deal. But with diamonds, it's not so easy. You can choke on diamonds. I have a few times, let me tell you. Good thing Miss Sweetie was there, though. I would have been a goner. She was always very kind, Miss Sweetie. Even if she just pitied me. Just pitied me. Stop moving, Dave. No, don't go. Have another diamond, please. I'm sorry for shouting. I didn't mean to. Must have gotten that from Red. Always shouting. Gave me a headache. I don't mind saying. What's that? Well, Dave, that is a very good question. I don't know why I can puke money, so shut the fuck up. Sorry, Diamond. Diamond. Sorry. I'll tell you what I do know, because friends share secrets. We're friends, right, Dave? I have to know what kind of money I want to puke. I couldn't spit out some yen or something for you right now, because I've never been to Asia, and I don't know what yen looks like. You ever been to Asia? Suppose not. Flights are kind of expected. Expensive. So, enough about me. Where are you headed? Me? I'm headed for... Well, I don't really know, but I'm getting there before those little shits. I know it. They said it wasn't a race, but let me tell you, Dave, it's always a race. Have a diamond. <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I, it's, I guess, pretty self-explanatory. He's Mr. Money, and he can make fucking money. I wish I, wish I was that, Dave. Because then I would have three diamonds on me. Well, like and, five, actually. Eh, whatever. And if they're like... big enough to choke on, those are sizable. <laughs> well, do, do we actually know how... I don't think it, it ever said how big Mr. Money was. Did it? Uh, what do you mean? It's He's a humanoid person. He's a normal Oh, guy. right, right. So he's like literally... Oh, Jesus Christ. He's not That's just a, big... a small dude. He's okay. a person that just happens to this. <laughs> yeah, it's... Hey. Okay. Anyway, all right. Um, uh, I'm just going to quickly explain what the Mr. Collector's set of tales is. There's some specific ones with it. Basically, if one is the owner of all the little misters, all like 20 or so of them, they become Mr. Collector, and my understanding of it is they embody that, they start, they become that personality of a person, and okay. then they're like whimsical and wondertainment and stuff. And at one point, <laughs> I think the administrator of the foundation became it. I don't remember the thing. I didn't read it very much. But there's mm -hmm. the tale the tale from Mr. Red and an epilogue are the main three that show this. But there's also like a second series of Little Misters that I believe befriend them all and become Mr. Love is the one because Mr. Collector is part of that series is like one of them. So that's a whole thing. Oh, okay. It's basically a thing and a story set that is fun to read, but we don't have time to read. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So I guess those are just what. So there's just like a lot of different other versions of the of the Mister or yeah, just the little Misters. Yeah, there's three series of them. There's the first one, there's the second one, and then there's the Gamers Against Weeds one. Which is <laughs> versions. Dude, they're everywhere. I swear to God, they're so good. It's the I can't wait. Two weeks, y'all. 
Hey guys, it's uh, Dave here. No, you weren't gonna fill in. Okay, I assumed oh, you were. I... Well, Soren's here also, so that's the thing. Um, well, I don't know. Half the time you jump in anyway, so I, I figured it just I'd give you a chance to like to introduce yourself. Well, now that that's blown, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I really appreciate. This is appreciate. what you signed up for. Uh-huh. This is what you consistently sign up for by listening, and we appreciate it sincerely. Uh-huh. The show is yeah. growing, even when we miss a week for reasons yeah. beyond our control. Like, basically, I lost my voice last week, and mm-hmm. that sucks for podcasting. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of considering that it's, like, the only thing that you actually need for it. Um, yeah. But whatever, that's besides the point. Um, uh, we would also appreciate it if you, uh, if you went ahead and, and sh- uh, try to share the show with some people. It's really appreciated. Anyone who might be interested would be really cool. Um, or anyone who you don't know if they'd be interested, just, like, let them know and... Maybe they'll listen. Yeah. I, I found out, like, actually last week, like, I know three other people that are into SCPs, and, like, they're the the people I think I would least expect <laughs> to mm-hmm. be yeah, into Yeah, like, this. that was one of my things. Especially with things like confinement and containment breach and secret lab just existing. Yeah. There's people who are into those, and even some of them don't know there's more things to it. Mm-hmm. Which is um, criminal. But... Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Um, as usual, we we do have a Patreon. Um, Patreon is uh, Patreon.com/slash/scpodcast. Um, we have two tiers at the moment. Uh, one is a one dollar shout out. One one dollar tier, which is a shout out uh, during these these mid rolls. It would be the the next episode. Um, uh, then the other tier is five dollars, and that is uh, access to a Discord channel, uh, as well as cut content and shout out uh, within these as well. Um, cut content will happen when things happen. Um, we have a Twitter, uh, which is also SC Podcast. Uh, sorry, it's SC Podcast Show, um, and the link to the Discord that I mentioned uh, just a moment ago is. Uh, in her Twitter bio. So that's again uh, at SC Podcast Show or twitter.com slash forward slash SC Podcast Show. Um, for sponsorships, promotional messages, and personal messages, uh, please go ahead and email SC Podcast Official at gmail.com. And thank you to Kevin MacLeod for providing our music under the title Twisting. I apologize that it wasn't there. I was on Twitter playing Endless Jeopardy. <laughs> I remember you mentioned I that. I warned earlier. you that it might happen, and it did. Yeah, you were not lying. Um, we're going to go ahead and get you back into the episode. We're going to read a couple more SCPs relating to Dr. Wondertainment. Including one of which, my all-time favorite. Yeah. Um, and then maybe, possibly, if we have time, one with a giant, giant dinosaur one, inflatable. One with costume costumes, but probably not. And next week <laughs> is going to be on the group Are We Cool Yet? Which is going to set up our background for the group Gamers Against Weed. <laughs> which I'm, which I personally I'm excited about amazing group and then we'll do um, other things mm-hmm. we'll probably do the we have like the unusual institute unit Anderson Robotics Prometheus Lab Sarkic Cult uh, maybe there are a lot more maybe Fifthist Church there's, yeah, there's there are some a lot that more. aren't on this list because I don't know if there's enough content to do a whole thing on them but mm-hmm. uh, I guess I'll find out uh-huh. but yeah Sony is like I said we're gonna get you back to the episode the uh, the next one that we're gonna read is SCP-445 which I believe you said is uh, the first one that was written for Dr. Wondertainment, correct? I believe so. Okay. I don't know for certain, but I think so. Okay. Um, so then that's uh, that's definitely an important thing. Uh, do you want to go ahead and read this one? Sure. Well, okay. Let's okay. one first. Yes. 
SCP-445, object class is safe, special containment procedures, access to and testing of 445 must be approved by staff with level 2 security clearance or higher, and each request must include a list of tests to be carried out. Any testing must be done with the accompaniment of no less than two guards for the entirety of testing. Any, devi de any deviation from the pre-approved <laughs> list of tests will result in immediately ter in immediate term an immediate termination of testing and a severe <laughs> reprimand. Addendum, as of 06, redacted, 2000, redacted, 445 is kept permanently separated from all samples of 445 alpha, as described in isolation protocol IP 44501. The access and testing regulations given above for 445 apply equally to 445-alpha. For more details, see document 445-01. Description. 445 consists of three stacks of white 11-inch 11, 11 by 17-inch paper. Each individual leaf has the text Dr. Wondertainment Super Paper stamped in the bottom left corner. While in its natural state, 445 cannot be torn or burned, water has no adverse effects on it, and glue or tape will not stick to it. Observations of 445 have found that its fibers are much denser than normal paper fibers at 3,000 kilograms per meter, meter cubed, and a microlayer of an unidentifiable substance is coated on each individual fiber. When 445 is folded into the representation of an object, 445 takes on the qualities of the object in question. While in its folded state, 445 can only be unfolded into its original state by the person who originally folded it. 445 can also be rolled and will stick to itself if slight pressure is applied. Drawing on 445 does not produce any unusual effect, with the exception of any details illustrated for folded-slash-rolled objects. A variant of 445, designated 445-alpha, was created on 06-redacted-slash-2000-redacted. -redacted. The exposure of 445 samples to 073, which is uh, a Kane, which is Kane, who is a person that knows things. That's... It's 073, SCP-073, that's Kane, if you know it. We've probably read it before, I don't remember. Physically, 445-alpha <laughs> is almost identical, the only difference being a slight reddish tint. However, alpha behaves differently to 445 when folded. See document 001- for details. Do you want to read the testing logs? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so the first one, it's... Uh, yeah. Um, so addendum 1015, doctor redacted, testing log... Folded into a paper tube. When observed through one of the open ends, SCP-445 acts as a handheld telescope, enhancing the view of objects within a 25-foot distance. Folded into a Christmas tree. Remained stable when stood upright. When green and red lights were drawn into the tree, they lit up despite the lack of a physical light source. Folded into a small knife. Became very sturdy and sharp, giving several researchers paper cuts when attempting to hold it. Able to hold its own against actual metal weaponry. Folded into the best part of the knife part is um, the handle is sharp. If you kind of read it, all of it's sharp, not just the blade. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, folded into a conical paper tube, acted as a acted as a megaphone, though amplified only the folder's voice. When a volume control was drawn on the side, the folder was able to change the volume of the megaphone. Folded into a paper cup, became very rigid. Able to hold extremely hot or volatile liquids without any sign of tearing or melting. Folded into a paper crane. Became animate, much like SCP-368, though much slower and easily catchable. Recommended research into a possible connection between the two. Folded into a paper boat slash hat. When placed in the water, it became self-propelling at speeds of up to 60 kilometers per hour. When inverted and placed on head, object's physical attractiveness was greatly increased in the eyes of viewers. 
when both were performed simultaneously, both effects were achieved with subject reported as looking dead sexy while we're scooting around the water upside down. <laughs> Folded into a crumpled wad of paper. Data expunged, leaving three D-class personnel dead. Testing session end. <laughs> ended. Folded into origami copy of SCP-682. Animated halfway through folding process, causing Dr. G considerable injury. Testing session ended. Notes. Let's not try that again, uh, Dr. G. SCP-682. Um... That was that thing that, like, eats everything, right? 682 is the unkillable lizard, who is also omnicidal, wants to kill literally everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, so it's it's just kind of... It's origami, basically. It's origami paper, that, it's like... magic paper. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you send me that? <laughs> I... I sent a picture of Kirby with Captain Falcon's thing in a caption that says, I showed you my moves. Please respond. <laughs> I, We're this both was tired. <laughs> so out of the fucking blue. <laughs> Without any warning whatsoever. I'm just trying to talk about fucking podcasts, Soren. And I get this shit. <laughs> okay. I showed you my moves. <laughs> okay this is stupid this is stupid what i've done yeah yeah okay um oh my god okay so yeah i don't that's that's basically what it is it's kind of just like origami that like whatever it's it's whatever it's folded into it that's what it becomes yeah and then alpha form is just basically that but bad the uh the christmas tree did the same things the tube objects viewed through it looked somehow sinister though unable to identify how the conical paper tube uh gave a demonic growl to ever- all the voices in this thing paper cup uh made water dark opaque and dark red oh contained large quantities of human hemoglobin and other blood proteins oh no <laughs> then there's a paper crane which is uh, animate and attacked people. And then there was a paper boat and hat that became self-propelling at speeds of up to 60 kilometers an hour, r- attempting to ram nearby subjects and propelling itself out of the water to do so. When inverted and placed on head, subject began to act erratically, threatening researchers and security personnel with violence. Then there's a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. That's yeah. super paper, y'all. It actually, y'all, that y'all, actually sounds y'all. pretty cool. It could it's, be, like... It's super paper. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we got that yet. Super paper. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, now we're on to my favorite SCP, just in general. I, like, it's gone back and forth, but this has consistently hit my number one skip spot. Mm-hmm. SCP-3301. It's got the new site design again. I don't know what the deal is with that. Seriously. Yeah. If anyone knows, can you let us know? Yes, please I don't wanna, tell us. Because it's I only on what... some of them, and I think it looks really good and would do really good to be on all of them, but it's not. Because mm-hmm. it's the same layout. It just looks cool. Like, yeah. the even the little buttons hovering over them gives, has a small animation of, like, little sliding bars. <laughs> okay. I'm being mesmerized. <laughs> I'm being hypnotized by this website. Okay, it's got a rating design. of positive 468. Get that to 500. 
Okay. I have to make an account. (laughs) (laughs) I tried making an account, but you had to apply for membership, and it takes like a week or something. Either that or I did it wrong. I'm not sure which. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I might have been applying to be an author. Ah, that's fine. But uh, there's... uh, Why is that... Do it. Okay. Since this Level is your two favorite, slash three three zero one classified. Yeah. Object is three three zero one. Object class is safe. It's got a cool image of a box. Open image and new tab. It's it is twelve hundred pixels by three hundred and fifty pixels, and it's of a box in darkness with things. I already on it. said we weren't talking about like size and shit and typography earlier. Oh, dude. sorry. I already <laughs> did. You're nerding Special out. Special. Co- I'm I'm leaving it in. Special containment procedures. It is to be stored in a standard small containment locker at Site-19 when not being used for testing. Testing is only to be authorized by the 3301 head researcher, currently Dr. Benjamin Cole. Testing may only be carried out at the Site-19E wing storage warehouse, which has been renovated specifically for this purpose. It is a requirement that all staff members assigned to 3301 must be versed in the rules and protocols of the game, as such a detailed explanation is available in Addendum 3301-2. I don't remember if that's an actual document, and if it isn't, if it is, then I need to read it again. Three three zero one is a class uh, nine in Roman numerals information security hazard, and its full repercussions are being studied by the Foundation Information Security Department. Updated containment procedures, per the special memorandum detailed in Addendum three three zero one dot four. What? Okay. Memorandum. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Testing of SCP-3301 has been made available to all qualified personnel and is available as an approved extracurricular activity in the Foundation Employee Benefit Program. Personnel are required to submit detailed testing logs for each 3301 activation period. Full log is available here. There's a link. It's the testing log, and there's six of them. Pot of weed. I just saw that. We're not going to read it. It might be a bonus episode. I want to make... I'm... I'll talk about it after. <laughs> Once y'all know what the game is. Mm-hmm. 3301 is an ornate silver box with a latch and silver key. Inscribed on the lip of the box is the following. The Foundation, a game by Cryogen Studios, a division of Dr. Wondertainment. Contained within the box is a board game with the aforementioned title, as well as game pieces and other miscellaneous game parts. The game comes with a small instruction manual detailing a fairly simple resource management board game. However, within the box is a small gold key in a velvet lined drawer, which fits within the lock on the front of the silver box. Inserting the key and turning it while the game is box is closed will cause a sliding hatch to open, revealing a plat, a flat purple button inscribed with a white letter W. Pressing this button, labeled within the manual as the Wonder Button, activates the primary anomalous feature of the 3301 and begins a game of the Foundation. The following information pertains to the anomalous version of the game. The baseline properties to 3301 are as follows. Yeah, because basically it is a normal... There is a normal board game. <laughs> Inside it also. But it's not about that because that's not interesting enough, I guess. The baseline properties of 3301 are as follows. Opening the box will reveal a large board game board of differing size, shape, and design. Accompanying this game board will be eight place markers of differing size, shape, and design. Each game board, regardless of shape, features a slot in the middle of the board where a smaller silver box is placed. This box is a smaller version of the larger game box and bears the inscription, Draw One, on its lid. If the game is not in session... Or if it is opened by a player out of turn, it appears empty. If opened by a player on their turn, it will produce between one and three random game cards which have differing utility within the game. For a full description of setup rules and gameplay, see Addendum 3301.2. Addendum 3301.1. Discovery. It was discovered on the desk of Director Tilda Moose 
uh, at Site 19 on July 3rd, 2017. Actually, you might want to read this because there's a lot of stuff, and I don't think... I think you should read something. Okay. Um, so you want, me, you want me to read the letter, then? Yeah. Okay. Dear SCP Foundation, Sentient creatures so often seek purpose within their own lives, whether it be mundane or extraordinary. There are some who would dedicate their lives to healing the sick or feeding the hungry. Others would try to resurrect their broken gods or sail through the stars in the arms of a cosmic starfish. Some would rid the world of the unnatural or foster it in the halls of their library. And some are just in it for the uh, memist. And there's, it's, for the memes. Music. For the memes, and then there's a footnote oh, that says, uh, Yes, children, we see you there. We hope you're having fun too. I believe that's Gamers Gets Weed. <laughs> okay. Um, you seek to protect the world from the anomalous, categorize and classify the strange and unique, and let humanity bask in the light. We seek to make people smile, and give people a reason to be happy, if only for a short time. Despite our differences, we cannot help but respect your motives. You've no doubt saved us a dozen times over, so we want to return the favor. We want to make you smile. Contain them within this box is our greatest toy yet. There are no jokes here, no gaffes or plotting. Everything we have at our disposal, every scrap of information, and wisp of arcana is contained within this game. We made it because, at the end of the day, we feel like you have the most interesting story to tell. We sincerely hope you enjoy it. Yours most splendidly, Dr. Wondertainment. P.S. Without the register mark, by the way. Yeah. Uh, P.S. We are very excited about this project, uh, or about this product, and believe it is nearly ready for production, but it wouldn't be acceptable to ship a product without playtesting it. So this version we're sending to you, our sole playtester, in the hopes that you'll be able to give us feedback on how we can make our game better. If at any point you stop playing for more than a few days, we'll know that you're done testing it, and we'll go ahead and put it on the shelves. If you don't think it's ready for the shelves, then just keep on testing it. Winky PPS, face. yeah. PPS, please submit all playtesting suggestions to 111 Entertainment Way, Entertainmentville, Entertainment Land, 10101. And then, yeah, the, the footnote. Then there's the footnote. Now, addendum 3301.2, gameplay. One that I've wanted to adapt to an actual rule set a lot. So... I might do that eventually, but it'll take a while. The following is information pertaining to the proper gameplay of 3301. In order to maintain containment of the artifact, monthly testing of 3301 is required. Personnel assigned to 3301 are required to maintain a thorough knowledge of the rules and regulations of the game. Introductions. Access document. The following is an introduction copied directly out of the gameplay handbook of the The Foundation Gameplay Handbook. The, the handbook is a leather-bound pamphlet with embossed silver print displaying the name of the game, the production studio, and the words 50th Anniversary Edition. The Foundation, a game by Cryogen Studios, a division of Dr. Wondertainment. Welcome, weary researcher, to The Foundation, a board game only for the strong-willed and mighty of heart. But beware, for danger looks around every corner, and foul things are creeping in the night. Do you have what it takes to stand betwixt humanity and the darkness, or will you too be lost to the Chaos Eternal? Only time will tell. Become Mr. Collector or maybe Mr. Containment. The choice is yours. And there's the setup section. 3301 is played between two to eight teams of two players. Each primary player chooses a secondary player to act as their representatives on the game board. The primary players are all selected when each set of players places their game pieces. Footnote 1. Typically pieces for players take the shape of symbols representing various groups of interest or notable persons of interest. All pieces for the secondary players are simply small tokens of the same color as the primary player's piece. On the, once those game pieces are placed on the board, which would be you and your character if you were doing this as like an actual game. The board contained within 3301 varies depending on which version of the game is being played and is random. Gameplay is similar between each board, though the setting is different. 
i.e. the land of the unclean, echoes of the Marin... Mar- I almost said Marinara. <laughs> I almost said it. Mariana, Bigfoot's Jungle, the Cosmic Starfish, etc. etc. And different hostile entities appear as opponents on different boards. Testing has revealed at least 23 different game boards, though there are possibly more. Once the game board is unfolded and the silver card box placed in the middle of the board in the appropriate space, the surrounding area, a space roughly 300 meters in diameter, will undergo dramatic anomalous spatial changes. Observers will see the space appear to fall away, as it's a viewpoint of observers outside of the area of effect has become a bird's-eye view of a space much larger than the affected area. The observed space will mimic the current game board, only on a much larger scale and typically built into an arena setting. Mm -hmm. Within the affected space, the primary players will find themselves seated around a flat, crystalline surface suspended above the aforementioned game board arena, while their game piece representatives will be at the starting positions on the game board below. The start of the game is typically accompanied by music and fireworks and a voice announcing the beginning of a new game. Once the game has begun, nothing can be passed through the spatial distortion surrounding the game arena. Secondary players who are killed or die in-game will appear outside of the distortion shortly after their death, unharmed. Primary players will remain within the anomaly for the duration of the game. So, when you start playing, the whole area around you falls away to show a huge game board and people are standing in it if you're the secondaries, or you're above it like gods if you're the primary players. Now there's the gameplay section, which is big, has many things in it, and I'm going to read all of them. Mm. After the introduction has finished, the game begins. Each player starts the game by drawing seven cards from the silver box in the middle of the board, and end each turn by drawing one. If a player has more than ten cards in their hand at the end of the turn, they must discard one by returning it to the silver box. There are several types of cards that can appear in the box, and each affects the game in different ways. Green cards are cards that influence the environment of the board. These can range from obstacles that can be used against other players to introducing other environments and the hostile entities within them to the board, to traps and mazes, etc. Blue cards are companion cards. Companion cards equip a companion to the game piece player, who will follow the player until the card's time limit expires, the companion is killed, or the player is killed. Companions can perform different tasks and have different abilities to assist their player or hinder other players. Red cards are weapon, equipment, or ability cards. These cards allow the player on the board to perform different abilities or have access to different weapons and equipment. Each card lists the ability or weapon's stats, strength, weaknesses, limitations, etc. These cards last as long as the player is alive or until some requirement of the card or another card is met. For example, running a red card through the card titled Upgrade, which is 914, is what it links to, will result in the red card disappearing and another card being issued to the player. Additionally, if an equipment card is utilized, such as a trap, a reality anchor, etc., the card is expended after the equipment is utilized. Orange cards are hostile or otherwise uncontained anomalies. Notably, many of these anomalies appear to be direct references to anomalies within Foundation containment or anomalies that the Foundation is otherwise aware of. The depth of this breach of information is still being investigated. They appear randomly across the board, and players often do not know they are nearby until they are within range of them, upon which the board will produce a card on that spot. Entities that appear as orange cards can be destroyed or contained, depending on the player's equipment and chosen endgame. Yellow cards are cards that influence the way that the earnings of the game are distributed. At the beginning of each game, an incorporeal numerical counter appears above the game board, and another above each player. The counter starts at different values depending on the difficulty setting, for example, 10,000 US dollars at normal difficulty. And yellow cards distribute this money across the players as the game progresses. Players who die have their earnings moved back to the central counter to be redistributed. Yellow cards and the money values so shown in the corner counters have no ac- impact on the actual win conditions of the game, but at the end of each game, the players who won will have their sum, in the form of a gold bar of equal value engraved with the Entertainment logo, 
distributed to them through the silver box in the center of the board. It's like if games gave you real money. That'd be nice. For loot boxes. <laughs> I mean, some things like CSGO kind of do, but then it's only used to buy more loot boxes. White cards are fortune cards. White cards and their counterpart black cards are randomly distributed as an additional card to players at the beginning of their turn. White and black cards must be played as soon as they are drawn, and while typically only affecting the player who drew them, can potentially affect other nearby players or the entire board if applicable. Footnote. During one test, researcher H. Corver drew a white card called Divine Assistance, which summoned a divine being for his partner, Dr. Andrew White, as well as for every other player. For the next two hours, the divine beings engaged in combat with each other while the game pieces attempted to collect as many yellow cards as they could. White cards provide a random instance of good fortune as described by the card. Black cards are misfortune cards. They are more rare than white cards, but their effect on the game is typically more severe. Black cards, like their white card counterparts, must be used as soon as they are drawn and are expended after their use. Purple cards are wondertainment cards. These are very rare. Footnote, only six wondertainment cards have been drawn in more than 50 iterations of the game tested thus far and have random effects on the outcome of the game. Typically, purple cards insert a random wondertainment product into the game, typically with exaggerated properties or abilities. Footnote, such as in one game of Echoes of the Mar Marinera, um, which saw the inclusion of Mr. Fish as an enormous predatory shark. <laughs> For example, of game cards used in testing, see Addendum 0301.3. On the outside of the game board is a slider pointing to different difficulty settings. This slider can be moved before the game has begun, but retracts into the board afterwards. The difficulty settings are as follows. There's seven of them. Neutralized mode. All entities and artifacts are replaced with plush versions of themselves. No entity does any damage to anything else. Lullaby music plays across the board. This game mode lacks a win condition and just ends after all the players have fallen asleep. Making fun of you for playing on easy. Thalmiel <laughs> mode. Entities have reduced damage and players are not killed, only knocked out. Certain win conditions are removed. B blood and gore are no longer visible, and nudity is no longer possible, as all players have an unremovable skin-type bodysuit beneath their lowest layer of clothes. Aw, that's not Sa fun. Safe <laughs> that's no fun. How would you put that in a board game? Um, safe mode is the baseline game setting. Euclid mode is entities do more damage and are more resistant to attack, have more health. Players become unable to view the movements and plays of other players. Keter mode is same as Euclid mode, only entities are faster as well. Maxer mode, same as Keter mode, only players start with a gunshot wound to the random part of the body. So if that's your head, good luck. <laughs> Apollyon mode. Two random, hostile, supreme divine beings appear on the map after the fourth turn, and players may start the game blind. Sounds like Neat. fun. Yeah, very. The game is played in team versus team format, where each two-person team competes against every other two-person team. Each player begins at their containment facility, starting point and base of operations on their side of the board. Within the facility, each player has several spaces for equipment, which they can swap out at the beginning of their turn with cards from their hand, in order to equip different items to their piece. Typically, there are two weapon spaces, three equipment spaces, two ability spaces, and one companion space. Playing any card into that space equips their play piece with the item of companion or ability. If, they, if any of them are lost, the physical card will disappear as if made of smoke. Additionally, some cards will increase the overall number of equipment spots. Notably, the card Big Bag of Taters, which is... <laughs> uh, an SCP apparently 1689 will increase the number of equipment and weapon slots from 2 slash 3 to 4 slash 5 
At the beginning of each turn, the primary player will select one card and make equipment additions or subtractions if necessary. Footnote, once equipment has been added, the equipment cannot be changed until the beginning of the next turn unless otherwise affected by another player. Afterwards, the player will roll two six-sided dice. The number that is rolled corresponds with a radius with which in the secondary player may move or take an action. If the secondary player has a ranged weapon or ability, they move to the edge of their movement radius and use it, so long as the target is within range. From this point on, the game proceeds in any number of variations. Based on the cards drawn by the primary players and the actions taken by the secondary players, any number of outcomes are possible, depending on which victory condition the players choose to seek. Now we're on to victory conditions. There's only two more of these sections, and I'm going to make David read the game card section. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> it's not as long, potentially. There are several victory conditions that players may choose to seek during the course of the game. The following describes conditions need to reach each end game. Mr. Finder. Buried on each game board is a hidden anomalous item, denoted by a golden W mark on it. This item is typically protected by anomalous entities, a hazardous location, or a dangerous meme or powerful anti-meme. Individual... Dangerous meme. <laughs> Individuals who search for clues, discover the location of the item, survive its protections, and safely return to the containment facility will become Mr. Finder and win the game. Mr. Collector. This victory condition only becomes available if a purple card is drawn. If any player is able to contain the Wondertainment product and return it to their containment facility, they will become Mr. Collector and win the game. Mr. Genocide. Any player that directly kills every other player in the game will become Mr. Genocide and win the game. This victory condition becomes unobtainable if any players are killed by means other than the hands of anyone seeking the Mr. Genocide victory condition. Notably, the, tickle, the typical voice that approaches the uh, player's victory at the end of the game is replaced with a different, more aggressive voice, which has not yet been identified. And then there's a link at identified, which goes to Mr. Red. Mm. Uh, Mr. Astachiology. Any player is able to summon three supreme divine beings will become Mr. Astachiology and win the game. Divine beings, Mr. God, a very angry star, the boy in the pit, the gate guardian, do not fulfill the requirements when conditioned. They must be supreme, i.e. deer, the starfish, a clockwork god, the serpent, the eel, Mary Nakamar, Ma Nakayama, etc. Mr. Coalition. If a player is somehow able to destroy every anomalous artifact or entity, they become Mr. Coalition and win the game. To become Mr. Coalition, the winner does not actually have to destroy every single anomalous artifact or entity. They must only have destroyed the majority of, art of the artifacts or entities, and all artifacts or entities must be destroyed. Does not match its description in the manual. Whether this is accidental or not is unknown. Mr. Containment. Any player who contains more than half the anomalies on the board, as denoted by Mr. Containment, as denoted by their orange cards, I mean, and returns them to their containment facility becomes Mr. Containment and wins the game. Mr. Foundation. Any, con any player who contains every entity and artifact, as well as every other player, becomes Mr. Foundation and wins the game. Individuals winning under the condition of Mr. Foundation also receive 50000 US dollars on completion of the game. Can only be completed on safe mode difficulty or higher. Mr. Survivor. If a player is the last player standing and he has not met any other win conditions, that player becomes Mr. Survivor and win the game. Wins the game. Addition, the game manual claims there may be other secret victory conditions to go alongside with those listed above. The existence of these secret conditions means that some games may end suddenly and without warning when the player meets an unexpected condition. This occurrence has only happened once in testing when Agent Statsky and Agent Poliver won the game after becoming Mr. Levent. Lament, with victory conditions of any player is capable of killing another player by only by saying hurtful things to them and becomes Mr. Lament and wins the game. 
In this case, Agent Statsky made a rude comment about Agent Parker's mother, which resulted in Agent Parker slipping as he charged Agent Statsky and falling into a ravine. <laughs> Rules. Rules is... Soren, the st- uh, what? real quick, you can keep reading, but I, I'll be right back. Okay, I gotta go put some laundry away. I'll okay, just bring it up fine. to my room. You can read the rules, though. I'll be that's right back. Fine. Rules. The structure of the foundation... If this was a ploy to get me get out of reading the cards... Okay. The structure of the foundation allows for a variety of gameplay styles and approaches to the different goals of the game. In order to seemingly aid this effort, there are very few enumerated rules to the game. The following are the rules of the game, exactly as described in the manual. No hits below the belt. Targeting will result in a 15-yard penalty and a loss of downs. Drink your Ovaltine. Suspend your disbelief a little bit. This isn't a game for children, so kids who play it are really cool. What's up, you cool babies? Leave your loyalties at the door. It doesn't actually say that. That was just me being cool and clever with a reference to my brother, my brother, and me, the advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest. No. Okay. Leave your loyalties at the door and buy Wondertainment products. Addendum dot three is game cards. Ugh, okay. The following are example of cards used within them. While all cards, while not all cards appear to carry relevant information, many appear to be references to anomalies within Foundation containment or Foundation personnel. As previously mentioned in this document, the full scale of this breach of information security is part of an ongoing investigation. Several statistics are utilized within the card system, each corresponding to a certain attribute that the players have. The statistics are listed below. ATK, attack power, the value that determines what, what the amount of damage a player can do to another player or an entity. Since entities cannot be contained until their health is reached zero, this is arguably the most important statistic. All players start with 6 attack. Defense. A value that influences the amount of damage a player takes after being attacked. All players start with 6 defense. <coughs> HP. Hit points. A value that determines how much damage a player can sustain before dying. Can be replaced with cards that increase health such as medicines or vampiric cards. All players start with 10 health. Speed. A value that determines which entities an encounter can attack or defend first and how often they can do so. All players start with 6 speed. With 8 speed. Sorry. ACC, Accuracy, a value that determines how likely a given attack is to strike a target. All players start with 8 Accuracy. The game manual mentions other non-enumerated statistics that players can add to or subtract from, such as smooth talking, mimetic resistance, ethics, etc. While there are cards that may affect these stats, the only known way to gauge their level is by asking an entity with limited or full omniscience, such as a librarian. Would you like to read some cards? Sure. Um... There's only a couple examples, and we don't need to read all of them. Okay, I'll just read one example from each each card. Yeah, that seems good. Um, so uh, the first the first one is green card. Uh, the first example is um, uh, the darkness between dimensions. Subtitle is a red reality. Type is land. Description spawns a machine that, after a random amount of time, will transport anything nearby into the darkness between dimensions. Players in the darkness between dimensions can be saved by divine grace or with the item Scranton's grappling hook. After a random amount of time, players will be returned to the board. It will come back squishier. This is a reference to SCP-3999. 3999, yes, that's correct, which is Red Reality, which is when Dr. Scranton went basically in between realities and became just a nervous system, but he didn't <laughs> die at all the whole time. Okay. So he was just conscious for like 15 years, slowly degrading. Uh, okay. um, the next one is Blue Card. Uh, card title, first example is uh, Director Tilda Moose. Subtitles, not sure how they got there. Type is companion. Description summons SCP Site uh, 19 Director Moose to act as your companion. Is a literal moose. When riding Director Moose, gain plus 7 defense against memes and cognitive hazards. Uh, the next one is Red Card. Um, the first example is Spear of the Non Believer. Subtitles What's a King to a God? 
Type is a weapon ranged description, a massive harpoon gun designed to make mortals of gods. Can only be used on cosmic, divine, or super div or supreme divine beings. For orange cards, the first example is DEER! Like in all caps. Uh, subtitle, God from the Stars. Type, anomaly, unknown, supreme, divine. Description, an ancient and mysterious creature that fell from the stars and broke the masquerade. Incredibly powerful. By the way, below that, the card title is Technicolor Dream Goat. So, <laughs> I'd like to appreciate that. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, for yellow card, the first example is a little insurgency. Uh, description, your friends in the insurgency carry out a coup on one of your rivals. To the victor goes the spoils. I'm sure they won't take it personally. Effects, um, effect, receive all the earnings of a random player. Uh, next is white cards. First example is elixir. Description, you get a hold of the overseer's secret stuff, which is a link uh, to oh, SCP-6. Oh, which is a spring of liquid that gives you health evenness. Okay. Um, effect, when used, completely heals the player of all ailments. Black card, um, the first one is fuck this one guy specifically. Uh, description, someone has a grudge. The sun god Nurgle punches you. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> the sun that's... god, this, the link to this one is just the Mesopotamian sun god Nurgle, which the image is just the it's only just existing a, a image is a flaming hand punching someone. some kid. <laughs> Effect, the, the player is punched by a supreme divide being and dies. Uh, and then purple cards, um, first example is Mr. Moon, uh, which is one of the little mysteries, I think. Um, I don't know if it's they have to do with each other. Um, but uh, subtitle, waxing and waning, type, wondertainment. So it probably is then. Description, the great and terrible Mr. Moon disrupts the tides and summons werewolves across the map. Not made of cheese. Maybe made of cheese. <laughs> okay. Um, then uh, I think next up to that we have addendum uh, number four, um, which is memorandum regarding SCP-3301. Uh, from Dr. Tilda Moose, Director of Site-19, to 3301 Research Team. Um, the subject is uh, Ethics Committee, or sorry, the people um, are Ethics Committee Liaison, Director of Council, uh, Director Council Liaison, uh, Classifications of Committee Liaison. Last night, one week since the last playthrough of SCP-3301, a small shipment of these games were discovered on a truck destined for a toy store in Wisconsin. We began immediately after discovering these games and received a note through our game board thanking us for our continued playtesting. The anomalous games were promptly removed before they could be reviewed by a larger audience, but this was still close too close of a call. Truthfully, we don't know how they're getting all this information. Infosec teams have advised me that these were likely warning shots, something innocuous that could easily be detected and quickly removed but a notice that additional measures may be taken if we don't comply. After consulting with our security teams and members of the site director council, we decided just to do just that. In a break from our typical mantra, access restrictions to SCP-3301 have been reduced considerably, and the object has been reclassified as safe. As far as we can tell, this is a legitimate show of good faith, with no malicious intent. For some reason, Dr. Wondertainment has provided us with something fun, and wants us to play it. In this case, we'll do just that. Our protocol, our protocol for this object does not reflect a change in our policy regarding use, regarding using anomalous objects for recreational purposes, nor does it reflect a change in our relationship with a group of interests known as Doctor Entertainment. For all intents and purposes, this new protocol is the containment procedure for this object, and this object only moves. So, I, I, I they literally is just a game that they want them to play. Then yeah, um, and yeah, it's real cool, <clears throat> and I want. And then there's testing logs, which are just... Just them playing it. Just testing logs. I want to make a tabletop system for this game, like, real bad. 
<laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty cool, actually. It would work, because it's got a lot of the framework here. The big mm-hmm. issue would you'd have to make a lot of cards. Yeah. <laughs> but outside of that, I, it would, cards, it would maps, probably work pretty well. And you could probably get to work. It'd be real cool. Uh, they basically already designed the game. Yeah, you just need it's to just, you, you figure have to out how attack and defense it. work, which could be based on, like, the Betrayals board games, mm-hmm. where each of you roll a certain number of special dice, and that number is your stat, and basically the difference is dealt some damage to whoever. Mm-hmm. It's still cool, though. It's, and I definitely see cool. why it's it's your favorite. <laughs> I I know. I lo- it's, it's my favorite because I want to make it a system that I can play with people. <laughs> yeah. And... You, um, if I don't think anyone has, I'm gonna actually hold on. There's a discuss page. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, this was DJ Cactus. Yeah, you didn't. Th- I, I thought didn't, you knew that. I didn't realize. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll be. I will definitely be messing with this at some point in the future. But for now, <laughs> that's all we got time for today. I guess mm-hmm. we're running out of time. <laughs> that was a long We ran out of time about 20 minutes ago, actually. Yeah. Um, but whatever, that's besides the point. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, today, we talked about um, primarily just Dr. Entertainment and a lot of the, the different toys and stuff that they make. I think we kind of figured out that it's it's a guy. So, it's a guy, it's a guy as running, well a company. running a company. Just because of the different like restrictions. and. But again, and that's up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. So, it could have just been a typo. But who knows? Who cares, quite frankly. Um, but, yeah. Uh, once again, uh, this has been the Secure Contain Podcast. We're I'm your co-host, David. Are we David. cool yet next week, by the way? Mm-hmm. Are we cool yet? The artists who are also assholes. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, they're bad artists. Like, fit, like, they're mean, or they, like, can't draw? They're like Anish Kapoor-style artists, where they're like, oh, our thing has a message, but that message is that it kills people. Oh, that's I think not good. there. I think there's one of them that they had where like it's literally just like there's a bowl of science. There's a there's a saw blade that says touch me, and it's like I, they didn't have to. It's my art. They did it. That's the art part. And, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. such. It's so dumb. Okay, but yeah. Once again, this has been the Secure Contained Podcast. I'm your co-host David. I'm your co-host Soren, and we will see you next week uh, for that for the Are We Cool Yet episode. Yep. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye.